The following is a production of Gearhead Media. All right, welcome back to another episode of the All Automotive Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Clausen, and it's season three. Boy, I'm so glad to be back. Hopefully everyone had a great holiday season. I know I did. It was busy. It was cold. It was okay, weather-wise, anyway. Holidays were great. Hope yours were good, too. We welcome you back to the third season of the All Automotive Podcast, and I am very thankful for everybody every month. So we got some good things coming up in season three. We're going to do a segment called Ask Matt. So if you've got questions, I've got answers. I've got lots of answers. We're going to do that. We're also going to be doing some interviews. I got some good interviews lined up this year. So we got some good stuff coming for season three of the All Automotive Podcast. And I am so glad that you are all here. But today, today I wanted to talk about last year. Do we want to know how good the cars were for last year and what the top 25 were? Now, I tripped across this article from Car and Driver. I get their magazine at the shop. You know, it comes in and I flip through it. Anyway, this, this article kind of popped up on my phone and I was like, oh, this is cool. Maybe we should talk about this. And we are. So in the next few minutes or however long it takes... We're going to go over what Car and Driver thinks and my reaction to the top 25 cars best-selling trucks SUVs of 2023. You know, and when I landed on this this article, there is um, three cars on the front. And the one that's in the, in the foreground, hey... You know, it couldn't be any better than a Chevy Silverado. I mean, come on. I might be partial. I have a a Silverado, so anyway. It's in the list somewhere. Let's, Let's just see how far up, you know, Matt's car rides. Uh, and then there's a Tesla and also a Honda. Uh, looks like a pilot in the background. So anyway. So number 25, coming in at number 25, the Ford Escape. The redesigned Ford Escape looks a little bit better than the ones they made uh, previous. Uh, Ford is kind of doing pretty well with this platform. Um, you know, they, they've they've got the, the Bronco as well, and then the Maverick. Um, so these mid-sized little Ford uh, SUVs are doing really well for Ford, and I, I'm, I'm uh, happy for them in that regard. So number 25, the Ford Escape. Over 140,000 units sold in America. They've got this version, and they've got a plug-in hybrid version. Of course, they've got their EcoBoost. Good deal. That's a good good vehicle. I, I'm good with that. So number 24, uh, the Subaru Forester. Just a little over 152,000 units sold. You know, Subaru... They make a very solid vehicle. And as far as safety-wise goes, you know, they're the pioneers of that forward collision warning and stepping on the brakes, you know, where it breaks for you. If someone's in the road or or somebody swerves into your lane, it'll actually apply the brakes. 
you know, this, um, my Silverado has that and somebody swerved in front of me and it was really interesting. It was, you know, there's these big red, ah, Hey, somebody's in front of you and starts putting the brakes on. I was like, Whoa, that's pretty cool. Anyway, it wasn't that close. You know, that truck's my baby, you know, babe. Number three is my baby. So, you know, we, we don't, we don't hot rod old babe number three. Not yet. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, the, the, the Subaru Forester, and this is the, um, you know, this is their typical Subaru looking vehicle. It looks pretty good. Um, again, you know, they've, they've done really well with that four cylinder that they've got, you know, their drivetrains are really good. You know, we don't really see too many of those at the, at the shop. You know, there's not a Subaru dealer in our town, but, you know, hey, we live in a smaller town in Michigan, so it's not the, you know, most common thing. I mean, if we were in Ann Arbor, it would probably be see them all the time. However, we do have some customers, and they love them. So coming in at number 23, the Mazda CX-5, there's 153,808 units sold, according to their article. And um, again, another little crossover kind of, to me, looks a lot like the Ford Escape, you know, Chevy Equinox kind of stuff. Again, these are really, really sturdy vehicles. You know, Mazda makes a pretty good vehicle too. And they're in a market that's kind of flooded to me, you know, because every, every car line's got a midsize SUV. And you know, for me, and then what it boils down to when you're, when you're shopping for one of these vehicles to me is, you know, it's the options. And then outside of that, it's how it drives and what it, how longevity and, and the initial quality and, and what it, uh, what it's going to do after you buy it, after the warranty, after the 36,000 miles, is it going to be a problem child? Or am I just going to be leasing it for 39 months? And I really don't, uh, care too much to worry about that kind of stuff because I'm not going to keep the vehicle. So, you know, I mean, it, again, Mazda coming in at number 23, the CX-5. Number 22 is a Jeep Wrangler. What do you know? And it's the four-door version of that um, on the picture there. And I believe sales were down a little bit on this platform uh, from the previous year, and they kind of refreshed the 2024 model to look a little sleeker. It's a little more rounded. It's got lights in a little different areas, you know. But the the Jeepers, man, they love the Jeeps, man. It's a it's a cult following. It's kind of like me with you know the Chevy Silverado or the Chevys, you know the yeah, you know guilty. I worked at a Chevrolet dealer for 12, 14 years. And, you know, that kind of stamped on my brain or something. I don't know. Anyway, the Jeep Wrangler coming in at number 22. The four-door vehicles that they've got, uh, very sturdy. You know, it uses the uh, Pentastar 3.6 liter I haven't seen too many issues with those. Those have a common issue, but I think they kind of got that short up inside the engine area. But, hey, you know, any manufacturer is going to have some certain issues with with certain things. And, you know, I kind of commend Stellantis or Jeep and 
for and Chrysler for you know stepping up and trying to make things better, obviously. And it does look really cool. I don't know if you look, have seen uh, the refreshed twenty twenty four model, and if you're a Jeeper, Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> if you're a Jeeper, then you've probably seen this one already. And if you've got an older one, uh, hey, this one kind of looks kind of cool. I uh, got the turn signals in the fenders and the hood still latches on the outside and it's got mirrors that are a little bit bigger, tires that are looking good. So moving along, number 21, we got Subaru Crosstrek. Uh, again, another Subaru, lots of safety features, lane assist. Uh, Subarus have the uh, the cruise, adaptive cruise, so that, you know, it's got a forward camera, so it's going to see the cars in front of you and adapt to where you're going. There's 160,000 of those units sold in America. The Subaru Outback coming in at number 20. Uh, and we'll kind of skim right through these because, you know, they make a good vehicle. I mean, what have we said? Three of them already so far. So now the Outback, another solid vehicle as far as uh, maintenance and so forth is concerned. It's like you keep it up. It's going to you know, you take care of it, it's going to take care of you. That's basically how I see that. And then uh, breaking into the top 20, uh, at number 19, the first Toyota, the Highlander. Now, this is the larger one, the larger of the uh, Toyota SUVs. And this one's three-row. And, you know, so this one's along the lines of the Chevy Traverse or the Acadia or, the, you know, the Enclave as far as Buick, as the GM ones are concerned. Uh, so that gives you that option for that third seat. So you can get two, four, six, seven adults in there if you've got the center uh, middle seat. But if you've got captain's chairs, you know, you're two, four, six, because that back, back seat, I'm guessing that, you know, Two people about my size is about all you want back there, really. And But another good vehicle, uh, Toyotas, again, they make a solid vehicle, and it's uh, it's up to you. Like I say, if you're looking for something that's got options and you've been a Toyota person uh, before, and this is, a good, this is a good one to go to. So keep that in mind when you're shopping for that upper-level SUV, the larger one, where you're trying to get more... More of those kiddos in the car, and you're not wanting to drive a van or a Pacifica. <laughs> we will be back after a short break. Hey, everybody. Matt here. Wanted to take a minute to talk about our main sponsor, GeForce Automotive. Did you know that they're a certified service center through AutoValue? What does that get you, you say? Well, that gets you three years or 36,000-mile warranty on select repairs. Want to know more about that? Visit their website at www.geforceautomotive.net. Click on that banner that says Make an Appointment and make your appointment today. We're proud to have them on board as the main sponsor of the All Automotive Podcast. So now let's get back to it. More of the All Automotive Podcast. And then number 18, going back to the old Blue Oval Ford, the Ford Explorer, almost 
thousand units sold. Explorer has been of a decent vehicle, and you know Ford's just done a pretty good job with with uh, changing the looks and keeping it fresh. And uh, this is another one that's along the lines of that larger size SUV, not one of the smaller ones, not the little tiny tiny ones, but you know it's it's above the Escape, so you're looking for a little bit more room. This is the vehicle you should go to if you are a Ford person. So first Honda of the of the list coming in at number 17, the Honda Accord, almost 200,000 units sold. Now Honda Accords are made in uh, Marysville, Ohio, and it keeps a lot of America Americans employed. So keep that in mind. If that's something that's, uh, you know, it's a foreign car, but you know, it really, it's all made right here. Um, but they do make them in other places, but, uh, it got a little bit of a redesign. It, I, I kind of was like in the, you know, the 2010, 11, 12, 13, you know, Accords. But, hey, daughter drives a 2004 Honda Accord with over 250-some thousand miles on it. So I'm not partial to, you know, American cars when some of these foreign cars, and I'm a Honda motorcycle guy, but Honda does make a very good uh, vehicle as well. So 16, keeping it in the Honda um, court, uh, the Honda Civic beat out its uh, Accord by almost 500,000, well, no, almost 500 units. So 200,000, 381 is what uh, current driver says as far as sold. So, you know, Honda had more inventory in last year than they did in 2022 and you know a lot of these manufacturers are are starting to get back to full speed with the supply chain and stuff so we've had our issues as far as parts trying to get parts for these cars over the last couple of years uh since the you know 2020 uh COVID-19 that put a lot of problems in place that you know there's still there's still issues from that so Number 16 was the Honda Civic. So moving up into the top 15 or coming in at number 15, the Hyundai Tucson with almost 210,000 units sold. Got a little redesign in the front. I'm not a big, huge fan of Hyundai or Kia, but again, this is another two-row, midsize, smaller-to-me SUV than... You know, if if you're looking smaller than this, it would be the Sorento or its counterpart in, in Kia is the Sorento. But the Tucson kind of looks cool with those, you know, LED lights in the front and the look of it. You can certainly tell that it's it's a, it's a Korean vehicle simply because of the way, you know, the styling cues and so forth like that. It does look it does look pretty cool. So coming in at number 15, the Hyundai Tucson. And then number 14 is the Chevy Equinox. Now, the Chevy Equinox got a pretty decent exterior overhaul, I want to say, because it has come a long way in as far as the front end and the way it looks. And, and GM's doing some pretty cool things with the front end of their SUVs as far as the Traverse and the, and the Equinox. Now, the Equinox has an RS version similar to the Chevy Blazer. You know, wife got a new, uh, Danny, she got a new 2024 Chevy Blazer. 
And this thing is really cool. I don't know if you, if you're a, a smaller, she wanted to go down a size. We didn't really need a, a traverse with three row anymore. We just needed, I hate to use the term, but she kind of just needed something to get back and forth to work and, and get some groceries and carry me and her and, you know, our, our two, if we need to somewhere, but it was, you know, it was nice. It, it's, it's been a little challenging not having that third seat. Cause a lot of times we would go and get her dad and, and, um, sister or whatever. And we, we need that third seat to get, somebody has to sit back there. Cause we're, you know, there's six of us and it's like, ah, we can't, <laughs> we can't all fit. So we can all fit in the Silverado though. So anyways, so number 14, the Chevy Equinox, go check that out. It's, they got an RS version of that. It looks really sharp. The black wheels, the black bow tie, the black mirrors kind of looks like babe 3.0, but it's the wrong color. All right, coming in at number 13, the Toyota Corolla with 232,000 units sold. And, you know, it's up a little bit from last year, about 5% according to the article over 2022. And, you know, maybe it's got a lot to do with the semiconductors and the supply chain stuff. And it's funny how it all boils down to one thing. And the automotive industry is is not unlike any other where, you know, we're needing of chips, microchips for the, these computers and modules and all that stuff that we have to diagnose and repair all the time. So anyway, so number 13, the Toyota Corolla, Toyota's little small entry level vehicle, good little car. Um, number 12, the first electric vehicle, the Tesla Model 3 with uh, 232,000 units sold. And this is estimated because, you know, Elon, he just doesn't want anybody to know. Anyway, no, coming in at number 12, Tesla, the Model 3, fully electric. Uh, they got downloadable upgrades. Uh, there's companies out there that will teach you how to use all these features, and they're called Tesla Concierge or something like that. Um, I believe if you check out uh, Zach Hurst and his EV Resource podcast, he interviewed a guy, and that's their purpose in life is to have individuals which will come and teach you how to do everything on a Tesla, whether it's what how to download upgrades or whatever. Um, but that's pretty cool. So coming in at number 12, the Tesla Model 3. And then here we go, the first truck, number 11, the Toyota Tacoma. 234,000, just about 235,000 units sold. Although sales were down a little bit, like 1%, according to this article. Toyota continues to refine and make this little Tacoma, the their entry-level truck, uh, better and better. I don't know if you've seen the Chevy Colorado, but, man, they did a really good overhaul on that thing. Wow. So check that out, too. But Toyota Tacoma, coming in at number 11, comes in a crew cab, extra cab, Again, Toyota solid vehicle, solid vehicles from Toyota, as you would expect uh, with that manufacturer. But coming in at just missing number 10 at number 11, the Toyota Tacoma. So now we're back to the top 10. Entering the top 10, the Jeep Grand Cherokee. And boy, did this thing get a little bit of an overhaul. Looks kind of cool on the outside. They, they did the redesign in the front. Um, they've got new 
upgrades as far as the drivetrain and the ride uh, ability. Another midsize SUV. You know, Stellantis has taken some pretty big steps with the Jeep in keeping it in everyone's driveway. And they're doing a really good job. So coming in at number 10, the Jeep Grand Cherokee. Uh, number nine, the Nissan Rogue with almost 272,000 sold. You know, Nissan struggled a little bit as far as I'm concerned, as far as their drivetrain. We've had some issues with, you know, seeing their continuous variable transmission or CVT for short. They've had some issues with uh, the durability as far as those, those are concerned. And that's across all of their models, cars and SUVs, the smaller ones anyway. And anything front-wheel drive is going to have that uh, continuous variable transmission in it. So I would, I'm, I'm not liking that number nine pick, but, you know, I, I think car and drivers kind of basing it off of a car sales. So I guess number nine, there's a lot of them sold. Oh, no, might have some problems. I'm not sure. Anyway, Nissan, that's a good-looking vehicle. Again, it falls into that midsize SUV, so it's the Rogue, so it fits around. It's about the same size as the Equinox or the Ford Escape, and you have similar ability to get as many people in it as, as those vehicles. So number nine, the Nissan Rogue. Coming in at number eight, the Toyota Camry. Uh, you know, this is Toyota's mainstay, and again, I had the opportunity a year or so ago when we went to Florida to get a rental car and, you know, rental cars, you know, come on. But this was a Toyota Camry and I was just like, wow, this thing's pretty cool. Got tab shift, adaptive cruise, my phone connected to it relatively easily. Um, we didn't have, you know, I, I was impressed. I mean, as far as, as far as rental cars go, you know, it's, it's a, it's a crapshoot because, you know, everyone is not very friendly to their uh, rental car. But this one was really good. You know, so coming at number eight with 290,649 units sold, the Toyota Camry. Now, number seven, the full-size GMC Sierra with 295,737 units sold. So write that down, folks. Almost 300,000 units of GMC Sierra. So it's General Motors' version, GMC's version of the full-size pickup uh, available with their TurboMax V6. So they're going along the same lines as uh, Ford with the EcoBoost. So their Turbo and their V6s, also available with an EcoDiesel. And then it's also available with the 5.3-liter V8 and an optional 6.2 V8 engine. So good stuff. You know, it's obviously the twin to the Chevy Silverado. The sales went up 22% uh, as far as the year prior. And re really, you know, just a little few little styling cues, switchovers. I mean, it's very similar from from uh, the 20, uh, when did they switch them? 2019. Uh, they couldn't wait until 2020. They were They've been chasing Dodge and Ford, I think, as far as trying to get their new trucks out. And it's just a, you know, when we worked at the dealership, it was kind of funny when they, they brought out, when the when the all-new Silverado came out, and it was, it was 1999. And we were just thinking, man, if they had just waited one more year 
to 2000, the all new 2000 Chevrolet Silverado starting out a new millennium with one of the best trucks on the market back in that time. But I think rushing it to the table, they would, if they had it to do over again, I, I would think, in my opinion, in my opinion, they rushed the, the all new Silverado in, in 1999. And you notice that the, if you are a, a fan of that era of trucks and so forth, you, you know, you, we didn't see the heavy duty Silverado until 2001. So they finally decided, Hey, we kind of rushed the light duty. <laughs> Maybe we should take our time. And, and, you know, that's when the Duramax and the Allison and, and the 11 and a half differential and the big brakes. And that's just a beast that those were anyway. Number seven, the GMC Sierra. So coming in at number six, right before the top five, a Honda CRV with 361,457 units sold. Sales were up by almost half. It says over half. Sales were up 52% in 2023, but it still finished behind the RAV4, and I guess we're foreshadowing with that. You know, again, another solid Honda. It's Got a lot of styling cues from the older pilot, the CRV. They just made it. They just make them good. I don't, you know, I've got uh, some friends that work at a Honda dealer, and you know, they just they're just good vehicles. Those guys stay busy with their maintenance work, and you know, Honda does a really good job. So, number six, the Honda CRV, and then another fully electric vehicle. Guess who? Tesla, the Model Y, over. Over 385, almost 386,000 units sold. Again, estimated numbers. Elon Musk just holds the cards close to the vest. What can you say? The Model Y, a huge year for it. And as far as Tesla is concerned, you know, they're, they've got it figured out for sure. So if you're an EV enthusiast and you like EVs, definitely Tesla should be at the top of your list. So coming in at number four, the Toyota RAV4, as mentioned before, beat out the uh, Honda CRV by several thousand units. It looks like, yeah, almost five fifty thousand. Uh, so four thirty four, almost four hundred thirty five thousand units sold. The Toyota RAV4 continues to increase its sales year after year. You know, almost a ten percent increase over the prior year of twenty twenty two. So a lot of car makers have had just wonderful years because of all the parts that are now available again, and we can get cars back on the lots and people can go to showrooms and we're out there doing what we used to do. So, and I'm, and I'm glad for that. Definitely glad for that. So the RAV4 is number four on the car and driver list. So top three, full size Ram 1500. You know, it's a good-looking truck. I mean, you know, the the last couple of years, and Dodge specifically has, you know, if you're a if you're a sport car enthusiast or you're you like to have some acceleration behind your internal combustion engine, you know, then you want to definitely look at the the SRTs and the Hellcats and the 1320s and. So definitely some of this technology is billing over into the Ram pickup. And we have a couple of different customers that have got these. They're really nice. I'm not a real huge fan of the the dial-type shifter that they have. I mean, I don't know that that's 
very truck like to me. I don't know. I've had a hard time with that since they just developed that Chrysler and Ram and Stellantis, I guess, if you want to say that. It's it's just a personal preference of mine. You know, my truck's got a shifter and it's it's not even mechanical. It's just telling it what gear to go in and you know, it's it's difficult for me to get to put into words exactly why why I don't really care for that, but I don't know. It's 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 something that obviously has grown on me a little bit, but um, you know, I can't I can't talk too much cuz my my pickup truck is my new one has got the center console shifter and you push a button to put it into park and it's all electric folks. I mean, there's no mechanical cable that's pulling on linkage and, you know, so they're eliminating parts and making it electrical. And so number three, the Ram 1500 coming in at number two, number two, the Chevy Silverado. And this one that's on this picture looks a lot like old babe number three, but um, we didn't go with the chrome. We went with the, the black blackout stuff. It looks kind of cool. Every every manufacturer has their has their issues, and um, I'm not seeing very many out of out of the Chevy Silverado. A couple of styling cue changes uh, from the prior year. They moved the the bow tie from the center of the grill up. Uh, they've they've created the dual illuminated horseshoes, which are the daytime running lights which are turning into the turn signals um the turn signals will illuminate yellow obviously so they've deleted some parts as far as the the working turn signals as far as the 19s and 20s and 21s and then the the whole interior got a nice nice overhaul the dash is different uh it's uh, all digital and the the interface as far as the radio and so forth is concerned is is uh, primarily Google-based, but it does work with your uh, Apple CarPlay because I have an Apple iPhone. So CarPlay is available on that. The difference between the Silverado and the Ram is that the Ram has their screen, uh, I want to say, is like north-south. So it's it's longer upwards and downwards to where the Silverado is more wide left to right. So, and the cool thing about it is, is is there's like, you know, let's just say it's a, it's in thirds, two thirds of it is your, your radio or whatever you were listening to, or, um, say you're listening to the all automotive podcast, you know, my, my logo and so forth will be up there. And then you can also on this far third have the nav running. And, you know, it's, it's got all these other features, you know, you can get adaptive cruise, you can get, it's got the forward collision warning, as I mentioned earlier, um, it's got lane keep assist, which it recognizes the lines on the road. And then if you're, if you're fading to one side, it'll actually turn you back into the lane. So that's kind of cool. And especially, you know, if you're driving down the highway and, and you're involved with a conversation with your friend and or your wife or whatever and it's just helpful it keeps you there and it's got a little light up on there and then the forward collision warning lets you know if you're too close to the car in front of you and you can set that you can set the distance too and if it's got adaptive cruise you're obviously setting that distance so if that car slows down you slow down too unless you change lanes and then your cruise will go back to where you were 
if there's no car in front of you, then it's going to keep you at that particular speed. So number two, the Chevy Silverado with 543,319. It'd be 18 if I didn't buy my truck. So edit, we'll add one more. And there we go. And coming in at number one, oh my gosh, the Blue Oval does it. Does it for sure. The Ford F-150, the Ford F-Series with 750,789 units sold. So let's just see. So if we add together 543 and we go back to the GMC Sierra with 300,540, that's 800 and some thousand. So, you know, the GM trucks are the most popular trucks. So, to all my Ford friends, you win technically. You win technically. So, the Ford F-150 F-Series, you know, what can you say? This truck has been tried and true, just like the Chevy Silverado at number two. Um, Hey, you know, you can't go wrong. You know, Ford's been doing it. For so many years, and they've been at the top of the list as far as trucks for so many years, uh, just over and over and over and over and over and over again. And, you know, it's one of the most popular things that comes through our door, too. You know, there's a lot of them out there, so we do have the opportunity to work on a lot of them. So, and, you know, 20, what do they say? What's this article say? 25,000 of those is the electric ones. The lightnings, so hmm, I don't know. That might go down this year simply because, um, you know, a lot of the manufacturers are trying to figure out the landscape as far as, as what's going on uh, in, as far as electric vehicles are concerned. But, hey, you know, Ford does a pretty good job. Still got a V8 available. Still have uh, some pretty tried and true. Uh, two turbo V6s uh, and a I think they put a four cylinder in this thing, folks. I don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that they do. Just like the Silverado, they got a turbo V6. Well, there you have it. The top 25 selling vehicles of 2023, according to Car and Driver, and it has reported by the auto manufacturers. So again, I mean, come on, you know, full size trucks, one, two, three, really? Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? So I'm contributing to that uh, top three. Are you? All right. That's going to do it for another episode of the All Automotive Podcast. Did anybody see that coming? The top three vehicles of 2023 being trucks? I sure didn't. I also wanted to take a second to let you know that we're now available on YouTube and YouTube Music. So check us out over there. I'm Matt Clausen. Until next time, hey, keep that greasy side down.